Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hello, Frisco friends. You're listening to the Focus on Frisco podcast, and I am your host, Rick Rogers, owner of the Frisco Enterprise and Star Local Media, and we are here to talk all things Frisco, Texas, and I have a very special guest with me here today, the one and only Jason Young. Hey, Jason, how are you? Well, good morning, Rick, and thank goodness only one of me, because... I don't think anybody needs more than one of me. You know, if we actually looked in the, well, I guess there really isn't a phone book anymore. I guess if we did an internet search. Oh, boy, there's I a should, lot of me. There's probably a there lot is. of Jason. There's a guy, actually, well, there's uh, there's quite a few Jason Matthew Youngs. My middle name is Matthew. And in fact, our local area had a Jason Matthew Young. He was a comedian. He was a veteran. And he passed away like two years ago, mm-hmm. almost exactly my age. So I, one day I pop, pop up on Facebook. You weren't expecting this. I pop up I on wasn't. Facebook. And there's an obituary for Jason Matthew Young, like almost exactly. And I'm like looking at this, totally freaked out. You're checking your pulse. Uh, yeah. And so, and, and I have friends that actually know him. Uh, and so, you know, God bless him. Rest in peace, Jason. Uh, but it was very an odd thing. And there are a lot of me. There are a lot of me out there. Well, we'll need, we'll need to make sure and uh, specify which Jason Young we're talking it to was, today. So, yes, not that one. Not no. that one. You are here today, yes, which is sir. great. And we are here in the beautiful rail district at the Maker's Gym Studios. It is kind of a gloomy day outside, but you know not what? Not in we're, here, though. Not in here it's and not... Gym. Not on the rail district streets where a lot of great things are happening. And I thought we would start, you know, for those who maybe don't know your story, we always like to start with a little background. You have lived in Frisco almost 20 years. I have. You moved here in 2004. So you have really witnessed the explosion that is Frisco, Texas. I have. Uh, I grew up in Southern California. I know that makes people... Turn the podcast off right away, right? No, yeah, we like to maybe not. California guy, exactly. But I am. I made it better. It's okay. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, And and actually, not unlike the story of Frisco, the mall sort of is what drove me here. You know, Stonebriar is such a pivotal part of the history of this community. And I worked for Nordstrom, and Nordstrom brought me to Texas from uh, Las Vegas. You know, after I was in Southern California, I was in Vegas, and then I moved here to Frisco. Um, and ended up being the general manager of the Nordstrom at, Nordstrom, at uh, Stonebriar. Really? And so so I like to say I have a very similar Frisco story as the city of Frisco. It's all about the mall. Well, it's all about the mall. And, you know, your story is very similar to most people who I've met where, I mean, there are not very many true born and bred Frisco, Texas residents. True. A lot of us came from other places and came for job opportunities. I did the same thing 12 years ago. Exactly. So, uh, but once you get here, yeah. you don't want to leave. And so when I got here, so I had I had relocated 10 times in seven years with Nordstrom. Wow. And um, and then I got here and, and I moved here and I had three different jobs with the company here locally. I, my office originally was at the Galleria. 
Then I was at the, the Nordstrom Rack in Plano. Then I was the GM at Stonebriar. And so I just kept getting closer. I had picked a home in Frisco, though, the whole time, not knowing anything. Got know, it. You know, one lane in each direction, no tollway, all of that stuff. And uh, and so um, I uh, had a firsthand sort of education in the customer and everything that was as it grew, right, the change that took place. That was in two thousand. Seven is when I started the role at, at Stonebriar. Okay. And so um, I also had the opportunity to start to get involved in some boards. So I got on the Visit Frisco board, Frisco Convention and Visitor Bureau at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I started to have an insight into this is a pretty cool community. The, the, the leadership, the elected officials, they all had an interest in people's success. And so I thought I had an entrepreneurial spirit to me, but I also wanted to stay because because I moved so much. So every year Nordstrom would be like, okay, it's time to go here, go to Seattle, go to Minnesota. And I didn't want to. And then I met a girl and my wife, Christy, is from Fort Worth. And so I really had to stay, you know, because she didn't want to move. And so we um, had to figure it out. And so that, figuring that out was what led me to building and creating Verona Villa. I needed a reason to stay in Frisco. Uh, and also I thought it was, you know, a business that might serve the community well. And so that was sort of the genesis of how I got here and why I stayed, you know, originally. So let's talk about that entrepreneur spirit that you have. So when you decided to to, to start your business, I mean, for those who may be thinking, you know, what, maybe they're at a corporate job, maybe they're in a job that they don't just see a future, and but they have an idea for maybe a business of their own. Sure. What advice would you give someone like that? Don't do it. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I I think that uh, the the thing that really helped me was having people around me that did it before. And so I'll remember I have uh, one of my, my closest friends, Jay, we were sitting at lunch. I had been talking about this for a while. And we were sitting at that Greek restaurant in the parking lot over there at Stonebriar. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, goodness. But anyway, yeah. whatever. And so um, I don't even know if it's still there. I don't think it is, yeah, actually. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. So anyway, we were sitting there across the table. And I was, you know, talking about this venue that I wanted to build for the umpteenth time. And he said, well, why don't you just do it? And I and I started to come up with an answer, but I, I didn't have anything to say. And then he just looked me in the eye and he said, you're scared. And like, I kind of was offended by that. Like, I'm not, and then I went, Oh yeah, he's right. You know, and he's like, what's the worst that could happen? It doesn't work. You, you go back to the other job, right? You, or maybe not that exact one, but you're a smart person. You'll, you'll just get another job if you have to. So it's, it sort of became the, the risk reward of, you know, uh, what were you really giving up by taking a chance? And, and some people think that a corporate environment is, the safer route, but you not know, always. you don't have control. And that's no. it. We, we, I think, and I think we learned that or not learned it. We always knew it, but it was even more so in COVID. Like we're not in control. Like people would say uncertain times, there's no such thing as a certain time. Right. And so, so when you're, but, but if you're going to do the entrepreneur thing, it is different because, you know, there were moments where um, I needed a desk chair in my previous job. I would, pick up a phone, I would call someone, say I need a desk chair and in in an hour or something, there'd be a beautiful brand new assembled desk chair, you know, (laughs) and now all of a sudden I need a desk chair. I'm going to the 
store. I'm looking at the boxes. I see how much they cost. And I'm like, hmm, I could probably could get away with this one. All right. I settle on one. And then it's like for $15, you can have them assemble it. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'll do it myself. myself. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of – and my dad was always like that. My dad – started and he was very entrepreneurial, had a lot of different businesses. Um, and he was always that way. And I never understood it because he was successful. And I'd be, you know, dad, why you, you don't have to do that. Um, but he did it anyway, just because it's the right thing to do too. And so that was eye opening, you know, in the, some of those moments. So, um, I think, I think people, you know, you need to make sure that you really are, are in that your family's in. Um, I really tried to, to make sure that I, kept my family's situation constant and they didn't have to be burdened by the stress of the ups and downs of an entrepreneurial journey, which is hard to do and hard to avoid. Um, but, uh, and, and then just having those, those mentors and, and also, I guess I'm sort of rambling a little bit, but I think to don't do it alone. Um, I did this project largely alone and, I wouldn't do that again. The Verona Villa project. The Verona okay. Villa originally. Um, and so I had a lot of 2 a.m. board meetings on, you know, in bed when I couldn't <laughs> sleep. Um, and it's not fun. And, and when you have the opportunity and you need somebody that's vested at the same level as you, right? Not someone put some money into it, but you're the one running it. Or uh, You need somebody that's got the same skin in the game so that you can have honest conversations and say, Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And, and not have to carry that yourself. Uh, because I, I see a lot of people, when you start to struggle, you go inward. And like, like when I was trying to close on the land, it was crazy. It was, it's a long story. I won't, I won't obviously get into it, but there were so many days when I thought this deal was dead. Like I, I did not see any road forward for me to be able to, to do it. But then I would call somebody, whether it was, a real estate attorney or whatever. And like literally in half a second, they'd go, well, you just do this, this, or this. Like the answer was always there and I just didn't know it. So it's, but, but a lot of people, they get either nervous or whatever, and they don't ask the question. They don't want yeah. to be vulnerable yeah, exactly, and admit yeah. that they don't know something perhaps. And it's probably subconscious, but um, to not be afraid when you're having trouble to reach out to somebody for help Um and, uh, and, and I had to learn that the hard way, right? Because it, it could be a, a mental, uh, roller coaster. It's hard. And no, so, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So I would say, you know, definitely understand it's not going to be easy if you're going to get after something like that. But, but also there's tremendous, um, opportunity and freedom in it too. I mean, I left, and this probably wasn't super smart, but I left Nordstrom two months before my daughter was born. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> uh, in 2014, my wife was uh, seven months pregnant. And, and also, I would say have my wife, if you can, somehow get her on board because uh, she makes everything better. And uh, pro- none of this would have happened without her support and her intelligence and all of that. But um, – and so when my daughter was born June, in June, you know, I've been with her literally every day of her life, like every morning, whenever I want to be with her, basically I'm with her, which if I worked for Nordstrom, I, I wouldn't, that wouldn't be the case because I didn't control my schedule. They, they did. Right. And that's changed in this pandemic economy. I think they, for, for the good, I think companies have been forced to have to understand that 
their priority needs to be put on on their people's lives and their abilities to be at special occasions and stuff. And because I missed growing up in my career, I missed it all. I mean, so our stories, Jason, are so similar. So you know, I a year ago, actually, you know, almost a year ago to to the date, the opportunity came to buy Star Local Media and the Frisco Enterprise, and I was working in you know for a corporate company, and I loved my job, um, but. When you have the opportunity to do and do something for yourself and for a community and execute your vision, um, it's hard to pass up, but it's scary, especially when you're doing it on your own. Yeah. I mean, this was done. My wife and I made the decision to do this together and, you know, go all in. But to your point, you know, it's okay to ask for help. And right. I've and I've really leaned on a lot of my mentors over my 20 plus year career in media and uh, I'm you know, confident to say that I don't have all the answers. And um, there are nights where you wake up going, oh, you know, what, you know, what did I do <laughs> sometimes? Right. But, but, you know, you got to look at the big picture, right? Yes. And not get caught up in just the, you know, the, the day-to-day. Well, and, and, and for me too, I, I made my first foyer into, you know, having my own business. I didn't take a small, st- I didn't get like a $50,000 loan and open mm. a dry cleaners, right? I, I had to raise $6 million or $5 million to, to build a venue, right? And, and do construction and all. And so I was hitting all of the things that are, are some of the most difficult aspects, you know. Day one, day yeah, one of and, it, yeah. You're right. And, and getting financing and, and the banking and all of this stuff. And, um, so it was, a, it was an amazing education as well. Um, but also what it became for me unknowingly, you know, I set up with a business plan to create a business. It, it became more of like a self-discovery uh, spiritual journey for me, really. Um, and so, uh, so through that, once the venue was up and, and actually a, there was a church that came to rent the facility uh, and I don't know, maybe 25 people showed up to tour it. And they were like, God brought us here. It was right after we opened. This really? is where we need to be. And um, and I was like, no, it's not. Um, because I was thinking, you know, how am I going to be able to service this? You know, they're not going to be able to pay very much. Sunday morning, I'm going to oh, have. Oh, so they wanted to rent it every Sunday morning. Every Sunday. Okay. I'm going to have 500 people. They were meeting at a middle school. And I was like, this yeah. is just not a good idea, you know. But prior to that, there I had had all of these just personal faith uh, discoveries through this, right? So it really was sticking with me, like, what, why these people, they think they're supposed to be here, but I can't do it. And I couldn't get it out of my head. And and so a couple months went by, and we had just opened. A couple months went by, I reached back out, and I said, I don't know if it'll work, but let's have coffee. And then we started to find ways that we could take what they were doing and some of the budget that they had save them some money in some areas by using our facility. So then they could actually just shift that to pay us that made it worth it. Okay. So it wasn't costing them anymore. It was just shifting how they were deploying their budget. And then it made it worth it to give it a shot. Sure. Um, and so that pastor, he said to me, you know, what you've done here. And I, you know, I built a venue I thought would be cool for corporate events and weddings and this kind of stuff. And he said, what you did was you built a well in the city. And when you have a water source, things pop up around it, you know, and people are drawn to it. And and that just like hit me over the head. I didn't really understand it at the time. But now, you know, looking back over the past six years and all of the 
all of the community events that we've been able to be a part of, all the nonprofit events. I mean, we've helped nonprofits raise over $3 million there. Wow. Um, and that was never my original intent. And so I guess the reason that I'm saying that is if someone is is trying to decide, should I take this leap of, of faith of, of becoming an entrepreneur or chasing this dream or whatever is – is to um, to understand that it's it's probably going to work out different than you think, and it's probably going to be better. And, and it may not be the the financial success that you think it's, but there's something about it by saying yes to the opportunity that something good is going to happen, you know. And so, so I think because it hasn't been easy. I mean, we haven't just like crushed it. You know, well, in the COVID, I mean, obviously I mean. the event, like, I mean, we were absolutely. New, we were coming out of it. And then, and oddly enough, uh, when we built it, a lot of other people have the same idea to, that building a venue would be a good. So there's been dozens that have opened since we did, mm-hmm. um, but they're not where we are. So I always knew the location was, was important to it, you know, but anyway, um, uh, the idea of saying yes, I think is really powerful, um, and and I don't want to discourage anybody, but at the same time, you know, be ready because yep. it's it's not go all in. It's it's, it's something that you, you know if you're going to do yeah. this and 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 start a business and and start a, a new mission in life, you you just have to go all in. Have no your doubt. have your personal um, sort of expenses and bills at a manageable place. Yes, yeah. You know, be, yeah. be don't be don't be living on the edge so that if you know you need to survive for a little while, you want to you want to set yourself up to have a chance. Absolutely. So, so you move here in twenty in two thousand and four. You you jump in and and start your business at Verona Villa, and then now, you know, you've really shown a passion for downtown Frisco and yep. the Rail District. Yeah, and you're you're working with you know programming at the Knack Theater. You have the patios at the Rail venue here as well. You had an event, I believe, last night. We did. Uh, we had the Mayor's uh, Veteran Holiday Social. Last yeah, night. yeah. So again. What's kind of cool, Jason, about your story is everything you do, there's one common theme, bringing people together. Well, I hope so. Um, because like I said, I, I created a, a, a business plan originally to, to try to have a successful business and make money, right? That was sure. the goal. Um, but, but something shifted in my purpose early on when I saw the impact. Um, and it was to to try to bring people together, especially in the backdrop of, of what we're facing just, you know, in, in our, in our own nation and world and, and really community, the division and the, just all of the stuff. But what you do is fun. You bring people together for weddings. You bring people together for, you know, parties and events like last night. But we also do celebrations of life. We also Mm. do the moments that aren't, but but they're the moments that we need to be together. So like during the pandemic, um, one of the really sad things was uh, people could not have funerals and and, and uh, celebrations of life because you know they were worried about the Absolutely. virus spreading. Sure. So they were either doing it um, you know over Zoom or whatever, and that crushed me because it's like you know you want to have that time together, and so. So we ended up starting to do some of those types of things at the venue, you know, where and it started with friends, uh, you know, that lost loved ones at that time. That wasn't necessarily COVID related, but, you know, life. No, life. Still happened. Life happened, still happened. Right? Absolutely. And so um, 
and 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 so anyway, so it's, but it's yeah. I always wanted to create from the beginning. The tagline was "Gather, Celebrate, Inspire." Hmm. I always wanted a place that people could get together and celebrate or be there for each other in in life's big moments, where you could um, uh, celebrate, you know, successes, exciting times, weddings, achievements in your business, recognition, rewards, all of that kind of stuff. And then I wanted it to be an environment that inspired people to be the best version of themselves and to make the most positive impact and reach their full potential. That was always the goal. But I just, I guess I learned really what it meant after the fact, right? And sure. so, and so that has served me well to, to have that attitude. Um, and it's only grown stronger every day uh, because it's become more of like a mission as opposed to a business plan, right? And, and you can tell the passion. I mean, you know, on, on social media, you know, the event that you've had the last uh, couple of weeks at the Knack Theater, you've had two amazing Christmas concerts, yeah. well attended, and just sold them, out. sold them out. And that's awesome. And, you know, you, when that happens, there has to be just something for you and for everybody involved in the neck theater it just right. kind of gives you some juice, right? Yes. Well, and, and candidly, you know, I also in 2020, I uh, started an, an Allstate insurance agency, right? Um, you could call it a pivot. I had been thinking about it before actually. But hmm. so I just, and then I paused it when COVID first started. And then as it got, I said, well, maybe this is a good time to do this. So, um, and some other things. And, and I would be probably, I probably shouldn't say this, but I would be financially better off to just be there all the time and do that all the time. But there's something about um, when you said how, how it felt being at the theater and yeah, my, my eight-year-old daughter, Cambria, loves theater. She loves singing. She loves the arts. But, but I'm also the type of person that I, it's not enough if my child is okay. I, I can't help but think about all the kids. Sure. Right? Sure. And so we'll be sitting somewhere and, and, and unfortunately, it's kind of a curse in a way. I can't just be happy with the fact that my daughter is is in a good spot in that moment without thinking about other kids that aren't mm. having that opportunity. And so there's something about arts that is is a level playing field because everybody wants equality, but but really things are never equal, right? Because everybody is in a different like they always say, like we're all in the same boat. We're really not. Like some people are in a much nicer boat. Mm -hmm. Some people are hanging off the back of it, like kicking underwater, and some people are being pushed under the water, right? And so, but the arts is something at its core that it is truly equal, right? Um, as an opportunity for people to experience, to grow, to learn, to be entertained. Um, and so there's just so much power in that. Um, and a vehicle like the Knack Theater, where you can have a stage. We, I mean, we've had Revelation Band, these 12 to 14 year olds up there rocking it out. You know, they play cover songs from the 80s, like rock bands, and they're amazing. Or uh, we had this. That uh, sounds like my jam. I need to. Yeah. They're need, so good. You need to text me when that happens. So again. much fun. Yeah. We had this um, other uh, teenager, young teenager. Um, Haven Thomas that just did, they did their first concert. We had a police officer um, and Alan, he does co uh, ma ma magic on the side. We had his first stage magic show on that stage. And to me, you know, we're not making, it's not making money, right? Like it's, 
it's it's actually lo- some of them are losing money, and and so it's hard because it's a passion, um, and but it, you can't do that forever too. And so so I'm actually trying to find ways now to bridge that gap because um, it's going to take something to to bolster the arts in this community for those opportunities to exist beyond profit. For someone who hasn't gone to a show or a performance at the Knack Theater, can you talk a little bit about what what it is and, and why it was yeah. built the way so, it is? Okay, so, yeah. So real fast. Um, so first of all, uh, right before, so like in, this would have been like in January of 2020, hmm. I had heard of a guy that had been doing stuff in the area in Frisco named Donnie Churchman that I had never met, didn't know him, never seen him, didn't know what he looked like. Uh, but I thought I need to know this person. He's doing a lot of cool things. Um, and so I reached out and the first time I reached out, he ghosted me. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Uh, for whatever reason. And he's from California too. Uh, Come no, on, he's right? He's from Northern California. That's like, <laughs> it's like a different country, man. But, um, so anyway, so, so I had reached out to just meet him and, and we didn't connect. And then he ended up coming to a wedding at Verona Villa and he thought the venue was cool. And so then we ended up getting together. And so he had, and then, and then COVID hit right after that. So we kind of like became, you know, we had like a coffee and then, sure. and then a couple months later, the pandemic hits. Um, and so then uh, he's talked to me about helping to operate the event center here at the patios he had built Knack Theater for another arts organization, had yes. a long lease in it and yeah. all this stuff, and that sort of went away. And so he he was asking, you know, did I have any ideas for it? And I thought I thought it was so cool. And and the thing is too, part of what attracted me to the situation was here's a here's a person that he truly from his heart built something for the community, right? Um, with private money. Uh, he, his own capital uh built that theater for the community and i thought man i need to do everything i can to honor that uh i had so much respect for it and and what donnie's done um in downtown frisco where it's not easy like people don't understand how hard it is to develop and what it takes uh and the expertise that you need and and um the pitfalls that could exist and Mm -hmm. and so his story just the way that he was um, just doing it and making it happen and learning along the way and adding. And I was so attracted to that. And and then we had a lot of commonality. Um, and so we became really good friends. And so then, um, that was a, that was a big catalyst to my, uh, wanting to help make the real district thrive. Yeah. And, you know, the Knack theater, for those who don't know, it's located obviously in the real district, the downtown area of Frisco. It's I located. Didn't answer that question. Yeah, no, it's I? okay. It's, so it's located I... by soccer, soccer city. Yep. Kind of right there. Across tucked... from the Frisco rail yard. There you go. There uh, you go. Future roller town will be just a block South of us. Like we're, so we're just on the, uh, not Southwest. We're just on the East side of the, um, train tracks across. We are North of Maine from Haystack Burger. There you go. And what, you know, I went to the uh, Tammy's Christmas concert, a few, I guess it was last week. Yep. And what makes the venue so special, I believe, in my view, is that it's intimate. I mean, there is not a bad seat in the house. Right. It's 175, no, it, 200. Well, it holds 210. 210, mm-hmm. okay. Well, not, we had 210 for, there you go. for that show you were at. Yeah, so, you know, again, 
you're going to get a great seat, a great view, and uh, there's nothing like it really, really in the area. Well, yeah, and and it's it's a I think it's a really special place, and it's a special opportunity for the community to get on the stage and do stuff. We did Frisco's Got Talent, which was like so much, so much fun. And there's so much talent in this community. This last week we had David Gashin who was played the role of Phantom of the Opera on Broadway like a thousand times, right? And he lives here in Frisco. He's become a really good friend. I've done four concerts with him over the years. Um, and I mean, that t- to have that level of talent, it, it's just, it blows my mind. And I'm sitting there listening to him sing music of the night, you know, from Phantom. And that was the first show for me from an arts perspective. I was a little kid. My mom and, and dad took me to see. We had seats up front. And that first organ, eh, oh, I yeah. was just, I was My in. first musical. I was right in. Now. And so um, there's just so much power to the arts. And uh, and then over over the time, too, I ended up getting exposed with Verona Villa to Frisco Arts. And uh, so we would support when it was Frisco Association of the Arts. And then in 2020, it shifted to the Frisco Arts Foundation. And I had been supporting them for a while. And then they asked me to be on their board. And I did that. And then when um, we had a newly elected uh, city council member that was the previous president, Miss Tammy, somebody had to be the new board chair. And I don't know how I... I drove home i was i called my wife and i got gotta, gotta tell you something <laughs> and so but and obviously it would be impossible to and i and i told them that don't think that i'm going to be able to do what tammy did in that role because she was talk about more than one person she was everywhere and incredible and so right now our board is in the process of of sort of redefining reimagining the impact we can make we help um that the nonprofits that apply for the city's art tourism grant. So for Frisco, okay. uh, we, uh, we distribute that. The, we, we handle the process of distributing the city's money from the arts tourism grant. We also, we do the big, um, arts walk and run at Hall Park, which is kind I of our there, big of event fun. of the year, great yeah. event. And we do a couple different grants, um, throughout the year separate of the city, you know, from money that we raise. Uh, and then we just do our best to advocate for artists and patrons and the, and the audiences um, and that the art sort of economy in, in Frisco. We have some happy hours. We try to get people involved. We're trying to build the audience so that as different things pop up, we can help shine the light and, and you know, my friends, uh, Swat and Jennifer, in the last year or so, have really exploded the Visual Arts Guild of Frisco. Yes, they have. You know? Yeah, so absolutely. We've been really proud to 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 be. Swad was a guest on the podcast. Was yeah, he? he was a few he, months ago. There goes my uh, ranking. Well, I will. You know, he is the best dressed man he in Frisco. Is. I'm wearing yeah. a cowboy sweatshirt. <laughs> cowboys, um, but um, but also, uh, you know, Melody of Hope is another recipient, and uh, Charlie Wendell. Nobody can rally people behind a cause better than uh, Miss Charlie there. She is uh, a force of nature and, and, you know, the music on mean and stuff like that. And, um, and so it's, it's been, uh, it's been really fun to be a part of supporting those efforts as well. You know, Jason, you, you, you're from California. Again, we will we'll, we'll try not to hide or try not to hide that. It's okay. Yeah. That's all right. I'm from St. Louis. It's all good. St. It's Louis. all good. Yeah. Yeah. So, You've lived here almost 20 years, I have. but you've been 
it seems like it's pretty obvious a mission of yours was to get highly involved in the community. So similar to, you know, advice to someone starting a business, what advice would you give someone who, you know, they thought about, you know, I want to give back to my community. I want to get involved. I'm passionate about this cause or that cause, but they haven't jumped in yet. Yeah. What would you tell them to jump in? So the first, the first thing I would say about that, you know, there's, I think there's a hundred and let's say there's a hundred thousand nonprofits in the state of Texas. It might be more than that, right? 99,980 have called me to try to use my venue or whatever. Most of them wanted it for free too, by the way. But, um, so I've seen a lot sure. in, in terms of giving, in terms of being involved and stuff like that. And the reason I say that is a lot of people experience something or, or they have some sort of, you know, awakening that they want to get involved in something and then they want to start their own. Uh, the first thing I would encourage in people is there, it's already out there. Just get, get involved mm -hmm. with, with, uh, an organization that's already in place doing the work. We don't have to start it from scratch every time we can go in and we can just pour gas and attention on, on that. The other thing is asking other people to give is not the same thing as giving. So, um, it, it's, it's a worthy thing to do. Sure. It, hey, this is important to me. Rick, you give. If I'm not giving also, whether it's my time, my talent, it, it should be financial if it's something that's important, to, especially if you're asking someone else to do it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of times I'm saying this because I, I, I experience it. Right. And and a lot of times it's people that are in a much better position than I am. And, and a lot of times I don't even know them. Right. They're cold calling me, asking me to give them something that they're not giving to themselves. And that's not giving. Right. And sure. so so that that is just a high level sort of uh, Jason's advice on, you know, do some soul searching. If it's important to you, what are you doing before you ask someone else? But then also this city is chock full of opportunities to get involved. And quite frankly, there's there's a lot of need, um, you know, our uh Elizabeth Watkins has refreshed oh, Frisco, right? A guest on the podcast. Uh, Sorry. I have to say that every time. So. Yeah, please do. Uh, yeah. One and and one of the first people that that we met with was Frisco Fast Packs, you know. And you start learning about how children don't have enough food, right, in our community. And, and I think people don't realize that there is a need here still. Yes, we it's, live. I mean, the, you know, less. You know, we are in one of the most affluent communities. In the country, not just Texas, but there still is a need here. Yeah, seven thousand kids at the time. It's probably changed, probably more than that now. Um, my numbers probably dated, but and so like so for me, you know, you think about the education, the healthcare. The, there's a lot of these different needs. If you don't have enough food, the rest of them don't really matter. So we've always, you know, Frisco Fast Packs, Love Packs, um, and these people are so passionate about it. So. You know, depending on what it is for you, there are groups out there and there are resources to go find them. Uh, uh, it's not hard to do. Not at all. Uh, and call me if you want a suggestion. I'd be happy to help you. Um, and so uh, so if it's something you want to do, the first step would be just do it. You know, um, research the group. What are you passionate about? And then get after it. There's also the city has so many opportunities with the boards and commissions and committees and <clears throat> play Frisco. They, there's volunteer needs, the Heritage Center. My friend Donna Schmittler is on the board over there and you bet. they're doing all kinds of cool stuff. And so 
Now you have PGA with the golf tournaments and stuff. They're looking for volunteers for different things. And and the thing is, all of those things, it just creates a sense of community. It creates a sense of people wanting to be here from a visitor standpoint, um, which that just benefits all of us when when we have. And I know... I know some people don't like the traffic, and I, I, I'm not going to tell them they're wrong. I, I understand. You know, there's people that are, yeah, I miss my 1997 Frisco, and I respect that, and I understand, and I don't blame them one bit. However, it, it, it the toothpaste is it's out here. of the tube. It, yeah, no, and it's so, here. And so, still look at what the opportunities we have now. I mean, it, look at, a, look at yeah. the education our our children have had or, ha- or having. I think so. And, and so, you know, there's an unbelievable – I mean – the, the health care that we have access to. Oh, it's unreal. unbelievable. Unreal. I mean, truly unbelievable. Within 10 minutes, you're at some of the top, uh, you know, access to some of the top care you could possibly Absolutely. imagine. And what a blessing that Absolutely. is. Absolutely. And then obviously, you know, everybody knows about uh, for raising athletes, you know, what, what kind of a community is for that. We have UNT, all the education opportunities right here. We continue to grow that. Um, and so the arts thing, I think, is our biggest sort of opportunity. That's but great. It's, but it's an exciting opportunity, you know, and, and we just need to galvanize the community and, and get after it. Well, last serious question. Then we're going to have some fun at the very end. But Uh-oh. talk about the opportunity for the rail district. I yeah. mean, 20, you know, 2023 going forward, there's a lot of exciting things happening here downtown. It is such an exciting area. I personally, you know, I love Frisco. I'll just say that. I just do for whatever reason. Uh, it's in my blood. It's in my soul. I love this city. I also love when people are successful and when people are safe and happy and feel peace and feel loved. That to me is really important. And, um, you know, no part of our city really represents that sort of the nostalgia. Like I was just saying that how some people might not like some of the new stuff, but, but combined with the new stuff as the real district. Um, it's a, it's, it's an opportunity where there's a lot of stuff happening. The city's investing some money. It's been talked about forever, but then, you know, it takes people like my friend Donnie to actually put their money where their mouth is absolutely, and take a chance. Um, and again, the rest of us need to, I think, this is my opinion, need to get behind those efforts and, and help. And so, and how do we help, you know, if there's a show locally, go Buy a ticket, sponsor it. If you have a business, we have a huge audience that's got their eyes on this area now. So, you know, 500 bucks sponsor a show or $200 and sponsor, you know, this 12 year old's first concert or whatever. It goes a long way. Um, When you come, you know, mix in the restaurants down here. Uh, Think about your Christmas shopping. We have Frisco uh, Music Center right down the street. It's a killer music store. And if you're a musician or interested in mu- music, you got to check it out. It just expanded it to you. They have uh, – you walk in there and it's like they have the one of the largest sitar uh, th- uh, inventories of anywhere. Really? You know, like yeah. there's just cool things, you know, and you don't, you don't happen upon that in, until you get in and you're talking to a merchant. And, and at my core, I'm a merchant. Yeah. You know, I grew up uh, – in retail and hospitality, working in restaurants at Nordstrom too. And uh, I have that merchant hat. I, I love to, uh, you know, merchandise a store, buy merch. I was a buyer. I had all of those roles. And um, and so I love the spirit of what a downtown merchant is going to do. 
And personally, I love to see that be successful. Absolutely. So, so I see this as the heart of the city with all the cool stuff popping up. Undeniable. Uh, I can't wait for the, the things that are coming. And I do my best to support the things that are here. My friends Derek and Cherie with with what they're doing at the Star, at um, the Glen and Monarch Stag. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love that. Um, but I make sure that I mix in my rail district as well because it's – it's just it just feels good. Well, that's what makes Frisco unique is you have the variety of all the different districts that we have, and obviously more are coming in the years to come. So, okay, here's what we're going to do at the end. Okay. Rapid fire questions with Jason Young. All right? So you can't think about it too long. I'm just going to throw some things at you, and let's learn a little bit more about what makes you tick, okay? Here we go. All right. So you're obviously an arts lover, right? Yes. Favorite musical? Phantom of the Opera. All right. All right. Uh, I I will go Hamilton. I actually got to see it in uh, Dallas Summer Musicals, yeah, Dallas Broadway. I did too. Um, but we we went there, and my wife's car was acting up. So, I can relate to so that. So we left at intermission. Oh no! And it was so awesome. So we actually are planning a trip to New York to go see it. Uh, uh. in in the new year. So. Love it, love it. So uh, and the Phantom. They're closing the original. Things. They are. So we're going to go see that before it's gone as well. Very cool. Phantom was my first one. So my wife, at the time we were dating, she took me to my first musical. I took her to her first hockey game. That's how we roll. All right. Uh, music taste. Are you rock, you know, country, hip hop? Yeah. Well, so, I mean, being a, a child of, you know, growing up in the 80s or whatever, it's really all of it. I yeah. love all of it. Yeah. Um, being into, I used to not like country music, but now, really, there only is country music. There's really no such thing as rock anymore. I mean, that's that, that's true. Uh, but also, but honestly, what I find myself listening to the most is worship music. Uh, there's something about when I'm in my car or if I have my headphones on, just getting uplifted. Um, that's where I'm at right now. So I think your drive here is very different than mine. I was listening to the new Metallica song yeah, on the no, way here. So. No. <laughs> Jesus, we love you. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, Sorry. probably that's no. Just, yeah. That's just where I'm at. I had double knee replacement surgery, right? In February. And, um, I was stuck sitting in a recliner and I had this new knees, new me soundtrack. And it was just so just, uh, cathartic and uplifting, and I, I haven't shifted out of it. But I do have my 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 sisters actually um, godparents are Lincoln Parks, uh, Mike Shinoda and Lincoln Park. It's her their parents. So no way. I have a very oh, eclectic, cool. Yeah, cool. Anyway. Favorite restaurant in Frisco? Oh, good grief! A True Fire, Dee Dee's. Um, uh, I'll just go with those two. There's more, but yeah. oh, I'll D Lincoln, man. If you know, oh, that's yeah. If I yeah. want to back the that's, truck up, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dee Dee's is a blast. Scott's done an amazing job yeah. there. I mean, I used to go when it was stands, and and you know, Scott's done a great job. Scott's with, with okay. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I like Dee Dee's because of Scott. He's, yeah, he's a good dude and great vibe. And uh, yeah, and so I go there for Scott. Yep, absolutely. And let's be real, the pork the pork chops at Perry's at lunch on Fridays is not a bad one. That's jam. not a bad one. I also love I love Randy's Steakhouse, man. I was yeah. To, yeah, I do. Um I, I don't know if you have you been there recently? I have. Okay. Yeah. You're like, yeah. No, um, no, no, I'm no. Just yeah. And then actually in the patios, uh there's some restaurants that I've had the uh opportunity to eat the food out in California um that are coming, Giola's. Uh so good. Awesome. So I'm excited for that. 
What do you do? What do you like to do in your free time? What's uh, what's a Saturday or a Sunday look like for you? Well, so on a Saturday and a Sunday. Well, so mo- most of my free time happens well, was, during the week. That's true. I probably. forgot about yeah. So I, yeah. I enjoy playing golf. I haven't done it much lately, but I do enjoy I it. I love it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so I was happy after my surgery to be able to get back on the golf course a little bit. You know, with the venues, so like insurance, it's like during the week and the venues, and then Saturday is kind of a big venue day. Yeah, my bad. Theater. My bad on the question. No, 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 no. And then Sunday we sort of shut it down. Uh, my family goes to Hope Fellowship Church. We love us some Pastor John, awesome, and the whole team. And so, so like Sunday, that's where we'll be lunch. We just make Sunday a family day. So that's my favorite day of the week. Really. Let's go. Let's go play golf sometime. I'd love. love I'd love to do that. Uh, night owl or an early bird? Oh man, I, I, neither. Like catch me at four. <laughs> no, I, I I'm really could be both. But if I have to pick one, I'll go night owl. Yeah, same here. Same here. Um, last but not least. You know, what do you want to see happen in 2023 for Frisco? Man, I would love to see uh, for Frisco. For Frisco. What, I, I mean, what do you want? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would. Okay. This is going to be very uh, Pollyanna. I think that's the right way to say it. I would like to see our community, the people, the citizens, uh Get a little more involved in community. You know, when you see these board, you ask how do you get involved or whatever. It's a lot of times it's the same eighty people that it's you a lot see of the everywhere. Same faces, yeah. Right. So I'd like to see more. Pe- and I understand that's how it's always going to be. But, but, I, but, but. So maybe they're not joining a board, but they just know what's going on. That they're engaged in what's happening in their community. They're voting at a at a rate that's more than you know ten percent of the population or five percent or whatever it is. Um, so I, you know when we have and not that trust me, politics is the last thing I want. But but it's just it is an uh, an idea that you're vested in your community if you're going to just at least show up to vote. And then along those lines, I would like to see us love our neighbor. I mean, truly, like I said, Pollyanna. I would like mm-hmm. to see us. Stop with the nonsense. Stop with the you know what I see. Well, I call it nonsense, and and I'm not saying that issues aren't important and that there aren't, but I just think that there's a way for us to solve uh, problems or issues without getting on social media and attacking each other and trying to score points. And um, you know, there's people that have influence that have the ability to lead the charge in that. And my my hope for 2023, my wish, I don't have a lot of confidence in it, to be honest with you, but all I can do is control my voice and my uh, social media presence and these kinds of things. So I start there. But I, my my wish is that other people can understand the impact they can have in a positive way and and use it for good. And, and you know, if we're going to talk about uh, like schools, for example – Let's make sure all the kids have food first, right? Hmm. Let's yeah. feed them first. Absolutely. And then, and not that there aren't other important issues or that we shouldn't get after, but let's make sure our kids aren't hungry, you know, um, stuff like that. You know, let's, let's get to the root of how we can really make a difference in people's lives. And, and I think if we did that, we would find that we can win more than, than we don't. Um, and so, and that's kind of a, it's not like saying, "Oh, I hope NAC Theater sells out every day," which I hope that too. I hope. But if those other things program happen, program the heck, yeah, yeah. I think I think so, and I think us having a NAC Theater, at least for me, it's my way of of trying to galvanize the community to to hopefully do that. Well, 
that's a great way to end this, Jason. And you know, one thing I think that's great about you is that everything you do, there is one common theme, and that is you do bring people together. Whether it's at Verona Villa, whether it's at the Patios of the Rail or the Neck Theater, you know, you you bring people together to celebrate and to honor and to hopefully bring a sense of community. So thank That's you for what you do. Super nice. And Rick, you do the same with Frisco Enterprise. Audrey, your team, you're doing an awesome job. I look forward to partnering with you guys more. Thank you very much. Hey, this has been a great episode of the Focus on Frisco podcast here with Jason Young. We got great guests lined up for the rest of, or actually coming up in 2023. So make sure and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And we will talk next time. I'm Rick Rogers. He's Jason Young. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. You're listening to Focus on Frisco. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.